Hello and welcome to Rusted Junk, which is now video. So we've moved off audio and moved into audio visual. So, yeah. But apart but, from those that are still listening to apart audio, from those that are still yeah audio. Don't don't worry, we haven't forgotten you. We're going to put loads of right really neat stuff in here. So if you do want to watch it on video, in fact, if you want to listen to it on audio and you love it that much that you want to go and watch it on video then that would be great because we get double the hits. That's fantastic. <laughs> really good. Um, anyway, we are looking at, we are starting a new season and the new season is all about miscellaneous. It's all about those films that we never covered. Um, all the films that have been in our credits, all the films that I think should be in there, we should have done. This, these are the ones we're going to cover. Are you all right Sorry. there? Sorry. Okay. It's seasonal coughing. Oh Sorry. dear. Oh Big dear. Fever. Anyway, we're going to kick this off with a bang. Although, after what I've just seen on uh, Amanda's face after watching the trailer, I'm not sure it's going to be such of a bang for her, but still. Anyway, we're looking at the 1986 film Back to School, starring Rodney Dangerfield, Sally Kellerman, Keith Gordon, Burt Young, Robert Downey Jr. The list goes on. Seriously, the roll call is going to be massive. Anyway, here's the trailer. Guess who's getting some class? I'm going to college. Rodney Dangerfield's going back to school. And that's what I call marine biology. Hey, boys, here's a couple of pens in case you learn how to write. Okay. When I used to dream about going to college, this is the way I always pictured it. Wait a minute, when did you dream about going to college? When I used to fall asleep in high school. Here's a book on sex education. Let me see that. The world's oldest living freshman. Well, he left out the most important thing. Where to get it? Say it! Say it! Good teacher. He really seems to care about what I have no idea. Yeah, a little something for the kids. Okay, take that. It's okay, huh? I don't have any kids. No, because we're here. Get yourself some kids. We're here. Take it all, all right? What a woman. She is the teacher. I know. I like teachers. Do something wrong to make you do it over again. What do you say you and I have dinner tonight? Actually, I'd like to join you, but I have class tonight. Why don't you call me sometime when you have no class? He's not just the big man on campus. Hey, folks, it's on me. Shakespeare for everyone, okay? Yeah! Uh, you too, honey. Ooh, I'd like to tame your shrew. He's the wildest man on campus. Shake it up, baby! Say when. Right after this drink. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield, back to school. Baby. Come on, I'll work it all out. So, there we go. Back to school. Goodness me. Did we really watch that? Oh, God. <laughs> this might be the shortest. So, we we put all this effort in. By the way, my green screen's failed. Your green screen works fine. I mean, look at that. It's great. Your green Mine screen's just... great. I haven't got a green screen. It's just a background. Oh. The, green, the green screen failed in the end. Oh um, right, okay, sauce. So yeah, all of that, all of that effort. Um, but anyway, I tried to do the best I can. Here he is, Rodney Dangerfield. Right. Yeah, yeah that sums yeah. it up really, doesn't it? <laughs> oh boy, blimey! I like the trailer because there's a bit in the trailer, and I'm geeky enough to know exactly what bit is in the trailer that isn't in the film. Where he goes, there's a book on sex education, and he goes, it's a great book, all it, but it doesn't tell you where to get it. That's not in the film. 
Uh, wow. Okay. I don't think it was a great loss to the film. <laughs> I don't think it would have been hard the film. We haven't got to the scores yet. I mean, we haven't got to the scores, and I think I'm going to write on a piece of paper. Do you know what? I'm going to write on a piece of paper what your score is. Right. Are you ready? Right. So that's it. Okay. That's it. I, I can't. I can't influence this now. I can't change the score. Are you going to write what my score is? Oh, your score. Oh no, no. Oh. I thought that's what you were doing. It looked like you were writing something. I was like, oh. I was okay. just kind of going over it. Sorry. Okay. Um, so for regular listeners now that are going, yes, we listen to you on audio, but yeah, you seem to be talking to each other and and looking whatever each other's doing. <laughs> yeah, let's let's watch the video. Come on over. As I say, listen to them twice. I can't if they're in the car. No, but they can pull watch it when they pull over <laughs> or get to the destination. Or, or I don't think that's going to happen, is it, babes? Well, I hope so. I hope so. Seriously. Oh, let Wait. me just pull over and watch the podcast for Rusted Junk. That's look, not going to happen. Look, can I say, yourself. we've got new titles. <laughs> we've got new, we've got video titles. They're great. I know oh, they, yeah, I we're know not Rusted Junk, by the way. Let me just move out the way. Which way shall I go? That way? Yeah, there okay. we go. Now you'd rust junk. Yeah, but now you've disappeared. Oh, <laughs> okay. you've broken the illusion of the green screen. Oh, rusted God. Junk. That's fine. It's going to it's gonna happen. It's going right. to go like that or like that, and I'm going to, like, lose an arm. <laughs> Jeez. It's fine. <laughs> if you tuned into us for the audio, you're going to go, well, it's just as calamitous on, on the video. So, yes. Um, do you like the, uh, the the all the funky stuff that we've got around us, the, the, the template? Do you like that? Yeah? Who are you talking to? Me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you saw it. We you helped you you saw it when it was designed. You helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some input wonderful... in the the new logo. Yeah, yes. the rusted junk logo. New I logo. Said, oh, perhaps the... it's like you know when you put a tape in the machine and it's like all oh, a bit fuzzy. If people remember video recorders. Well, do you know one of our one of our lowest rated podcast one of our lowest listened to podcasts is Leviathan and choosing new jingles and i actually like choosing new jingles because we had we had go, i go back and listen to it on audio we had to choose between eight or nine um and some of them were awful yeah some of them were awful and some of them were absolutely brilliant and i was like okay that's fine it almost feels like you know we went through a few revisions on this but we're really happy with with what we came you've got the new logo behind you you look great. Everything looks everything looks fantastic. So, do you know what? Let's get to the film. I'm sure we'll tell stories about the uh, other stuff, but when we get to it. But uh, he says with a heavy heart, "What's your score? And wh- what? And and why did you give it this score? <laughs> do you oh, want to know? Can I? Right. As soon as you say it, I'm going to hold up. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay. Four. Oh. oh we can't, can't see, see it. <laughs> oh, well, trust me, it says three. Failed at the first. It says three. Well, four? Okay, well, that's one better than I thought it was going to be. Well, that's because it's got Robert Downey Jr. in. Oh, how many points did you add for him, then? One. So it's a five. He wasn't very good in it, though. I was, I was very disappointed. Well, what did you expect? Did you prefer him in Weird Science, or did you... Yeah, you know, it's just starting out, bless him. You know? well, I suppose. And yeah. I know he listened to the podcast, and I know he's tuning in to us on video now, so this is great. He's not going to like me anymore, is he? 
welcome, <laughs> Mr. Downey Jr. You are wonderful. And that's why we cover most of your films. And we got more. We've got more coming, so it's fine. So Yeah, I've only just given you one, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, right. Okay. Very good. Very good. I'm sure we see right through that. Well, why? Why four? I mean, come on. It's awful. It's an what awful movie. It's full of... He, right. For a start, the guy that's behind you can't act at all. And, and nobody said it well. It's awful. Absolutely awful. And, um... Oh, why should I give it a four? I suppose I chuckled. At some of the stuff, you but then you, I was. I'd I say was you guffawed. I say you. I didn't guffaw. I chuckled. There's yeah. a difference between a guffaw and a chuckle. It was definitely a couple of guffaws. It wasn't a guffaw. Oh, Absolutely okay. not. Oh, Nowhere okay. near a guffaw. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, I can't believe he got away with some of the lines that he said. Well, because it's the eighties. You've been oh, so harsh. God. Just atrocious. Oh, good Lord. Right. Well, well, equally, you're going to be shocked by mine. Oh, God, you've given it something stupid, like a seven or an eight. A seven and a half, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. It's, it's pure. Right, why? Why? Right, right. Why be giving it that higher score? Right. Memories. Good memories. Um, I, I, I realised that I remembered a lot more of the film than, than I did. I knew some of the lines that were coming up. Um, I obviously watched it far too many times. Um, and it's good old-fashioned escapism. And I'm not being funny. In something like this, with the dross that we're watching on Netflix at the moment, um, I just I found it genuinely, genuinely uh, escapist. And I, I just loved it. I've, started, mm. I've, I've been watching Summer Rental with John Candy. And nobody knows that film. Nobody remembers it, except like diehard 80s podcasts and stuff that I listen to. That's not a good film, but it's a great film in the sense of it at least makes you at least makes you laugh. Summer Rental's probably about five and a half, six, but it's still it's still good. A, a four, a four. It would Blimey. have been a three had Robert Downey Jr. not been in it. Right, but you didn't like him in it, but you gave him a point anyway. You yeah, gave him, you gave him one. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Right. Well, I don't know where we go from here because it was nearly an eight. You know, what? but I mean, it's not an eight. Seven and, seven you and a cannot half. give it an eight. Why? That's that's like the same as what did we watch I with ex- um, Kevin Costner in it? Was it Kevin Costner? Yeah, that that was a high score. It's nowhere near as that. It's like but kind of score. You're comparing apples and pears. No, I'm not comparing comparing well, scores. I don't think so. Do you know what? I'm going to do a double bill tonight. Content, well, what are you darling, do? Content. What you are you can't give do? it an eight. Can't give it an eight. That's well, just atrocious. You don't have a double bill with your. I'm leaving. Back if to you school. give it an eight. Seven and a half, then it's fine. Stay where you are. Okay, right. Blimey, right. Off to a off to a flying start. Now we convert it to video. Wow. <laughs> Let's go back to audio. We got on then. <laughs> that was all right. Um, oh, do you know what? Then before we get into the meat of the film, then I think we need to. Sorry, there was meat. There meat is. of the film. There is, there there is something there is to discuss in the film. I'm not just going to do roll call and, and trivia time. I'm not going to. I'm not just. There are. There is other things to discuss here. So yes. Okay. Crikey! Right, blimey. <laughs> So let's go into roll call, shall we? We haven't got any funky credits, yeah. so if you're watching on video, it's just going to be audio. So roll call. 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 Roll call.
Roll call. Well, we've got quite a few. <laughs> there's a lot of people in this. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of good good people in this. There's a lot of good actors. Um, yes, absolutely. Well, Robert, well, first of all, Robert Where, Downey, where were they then? Robert they Downey obviously Jr. didn't turn up for the film. Wow, okay. Okay, Can't, can't I know you don't like it, but just let's get through roll call without Go being... Go on then, make right, it quick. Let's try and do that. I can't make it quick because there's so many. Oh, there's God. so many. So we've got Rodney Dangerfield. So he's famous yeah. for uh, a film called Easy Money. And he's he made another film? For... Yeah, he made a couple of other. Lord. Yeah. Um, and he started in a film called Caddyshack, which was a Hunter family constantly being rented out from the video shop. Um, it was always on there. Caddyshack. No, uh, never che- seen that. Chevy Chase, uh, Roddy Dangerfield. Brilliant. Really, really, really good film. He also started music videos. Uh, he started in Billy Joel's Tell Her About It. Lionel Richie's Dancing on the Ceiling. Um, his own video. He made a video of the Twisted Shout where he took his top off and stuff, and it was on MTV oh, all the time. Um, and he started in a video for Sam Kinison, who was a history teacher, um, who uh, made a did a cover of Wild Thing, which is a bit odd. Uh, he did a lot of ads for Miller Lite. Uh, we'll get to that at trivia time. I think that's pretty good. Uh, he also had his own uh, cartoon, cartoon animated film, Rover Dangerfield, where he voiced the dog that was like, hey, hey, good to see you, everyone. Good to see you. Right. Um, he was in Natural Born Killers. Um, he played uh, Juliet Lewis's dad, the, the um, and he's also in Little Nicky. So yeah, Rodney Dangerfield. I mean, we'll get to him as a as a performer in a moment. But he's a comedian. He's a comedian that just did a few films. That's it. Mm. It's not. It's not aspiring to be, you know, Kenneth Branagh or anything. He's just. He's just a comedian that got lucky and, and stand up, and all the things he did. Yeah, uh, it's just. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about him in a moment. Sally Kellerman, the professor that he falls in love with. Mm. She will always be. She's got a lot of teeth. She's got a lot of teeth. She has. Uh, She was in another good 80s film, You Can't Hurry Love, which is really good. She also played herself in The Player, Robert Altman's 1992 film, The Player, which if you haven't seen it, um, there's a lot of people that play themselves because it's about Hollywood. Um, So it's really good. But to me, my heart will always be with her as Hot Lips Houlihan in MASH the movie, alongside the great Donald Sutherland, the great Elliot Gould. It was just wonderful. Um, so, yeah, she'll always be Hot Lips. So I guess that's probably what, another reason why I kind of like this film. So I'll add a point on for that. But uh, Next, you've got Roddy Dangerfield's um, son, Keith Gordon. Only two things, really, of note that he was in. Um, he's quite a prolific writer, uh, but he was in Jaws 2. He played Doug. Jaws 2. Not as good as Jaws 1, obviously, but not bad. If it's on, watch it. But then I'll watch all the Jaws, apart from Jaws of Revenge. I'd never watch that again. Um, and he starred in Christine, the Stephen King. Do you remember that about the car? No. The, the demonic car. And basically, it goes from place to place and basically, you know, takes over the takes over the person that's driving it and changes them and, and stuff. No? It's never really seen good. it. Christine's brilliant, but then it would you would never see it. A, it's horror, and B, it, it wouldn't be on if you were walking past it on the TV. There you, go, then. there you go. Um, right, Bert Young, his bodyguard. What's yeah, now I recognised him. Where? What has he been in? Oh, good lord! Well, 
You should know him as Paulie from Rocky. That's it. <laughs> yes. It was only last season that we watched That's Rocky, it. so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I understand that it's probably the most single recognisable thing from Rocky, but yeah, apart from Sylvester Stallone. But yeah, he's Paulie. Uh, he was also in MASH, the TV series. Uh, and he also, he also starred in Overboard. Never seen that. Um, a little-known actor. I don't think anybody's really heard of him. A, a Mr. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> um, was in it. We've been through him. Seriously, we've been through all his films. I'm going to say, you've got to watch Two Girls and a Guy. Um, oh. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's a really good film. It's not, we'll, we'll, it's we'll not be an X-rated that. movie, is it? It isn't at all, no. Okay. I, don't th- I think if you made an X-rated movie, that would be the only thing that Robbie Downey Jr. hasn't done. So, yeah, um, maybe. <laughs> well, <laughs> who knows? Now, the stuck-up British professor was played yeah. by Paxton Whitehead. And he was in... Is that his real name? Yeah, that's his real name. Um that's, and, that's, even that sounds of the class, doesn't it, Paxton? Well, it does really. But he played jump. He was in Jumping Jack Flash, which is a film we'll cover probably in season ten or something like that. <laughs> we will cover it at some point. But he was also alongside Rodney Dangerfield in Rover Dangerfield, the animated cartoon. And you like think that's brilliant. <laughs> They're reunited, reunited. Yeah, mere, yeah, yeah, mere years later. Now, Terry Farrell, who was the object of the son's affection, the girl in it. Oh, yeah. Um, that was quite a lot taller than him. She starred in Becca with Ted Danson. So she's, fam- she's famous for starring in that because it's quite a big role with that. But she was Jads for them. For me, she's Jadzia Dax from Deep Space Nine. Um, and she was cruelly, cruelly, I may add, written out the show of Deep Space Nine um, with a very poor death scene, um, which a lot of Star Wars fans, this is pre-internet, were extremely upset about. Um, so, yeah, as soon as you get the internet, you suddenly find out what everybody thought at that time. <laughs> Typing away. So, yes, we all agreed. Um, next one, the diving coach. Now, his name is M. Emmett Walsh. This is what he's been in. Now, I I forget I forgive you for glazing over at this point, but for all the people who listen to this podcast because they like forgotten eighties movies, you're in for a treat. Am I? One of these he's one of these people. When you see him, you go, "Oh, him!" Right, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's him. Blade Runner. That's not a forgotten film. Critters. Red Scorpion with Dolph Lundgren. Raising Arizona. Nick Cage. Narrow Margin with Gene Hackman and Ann Archer. Harry and the Hendersons right. uh, with John Lithgow. Uh, he was in The, the Flash uh, in 1990. There was a film, The Flash. Yep. He was in Wild Wild West. He starred in Damages. He's also in, I knew I'd get a chance to, to shoehorn his name in this, in this season. He also starred with James Spader in Music of Chance, which I watched the trailer for and realised, I don't think I've watched this. So... Yeah, there might be a reason. Well, you never know. Never know. <laughs> right, moving moving on. Then we've got Adrian Barbeau, who played his wife, the one that was at the start. Oh, it's not so easy to divorce me. This is going to cost you plenty. Right, <laughs> so I was cheating on him. Mm. Um, do you recognise her from um, season three? 
Mm, not really. No. Okay. So the taxi. So basically, brains in Escape from New York. She was his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. That, that's it. Yes. She so didn't wear a lot, did she? She didn't. No. Yeah. Um, I remember now. Yeah. So, yeah, she married to John Carpenter at the time. She was also starred in The Fog by John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. She's amazing in The Fog. Yeah, you um, said that last time. She I was... did, and it still is. Still sounds. Uh, William Zabka, Billy Zabka, the the Who boyfriend, the boyfriend, the, the blonde, blonde head, one. blonde one, yeah. The blonde buff guy. Yeah. Yeah. What's he from? If you don't answer this, you might actually be... Kai, is he? Yes, that's right. I was about to say, you might actually be kicked off the podcast if you don't know who Billy Zabka is. Because it's Karate Kid 1 and 2 and Cobra Kai. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's brilliant. I mean, he's he's brilliant. Say that again. Is he in what film? Karate Kid 1 and 2. You say Karate? Karate Kid. See, I call it Karate. If you went, if you said, oh, hello. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I I saw a film last night. Oh, what film did you watch? Uh, the the Karate Kid. Apparently, he practiced this thing called karate. It's the Karate Kid. Hey. I, I, I'm a black belt in karate. 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 It's karate. What? It's karate. You say potato. I say <laughs> potato. It's. I'm no. I'm right. Actually, there is. You know. Potato. Nobody says potato. I don't know anybody that says potato. The song's wrong in itself. It's karate. Karate Kid. The Karate Kid. The Karate Kid. Well, do you know what? Um, we can say this for the first time. Leave some comments below <laughs> on, on who's right. And while you're there, what's the right way? Cornwall Greek cream tea or Devon cream tea? Oh, don't go there. People won't know that. If they're... Oh, no, if it sparks a conversation, if they're going to be talking about it. But I'm right. It's karate. Uh, where are you going tonight? I'm going to karate class. It's fine. You don't say that. You go, hello. Yes. I where don't are you, talk where, like that. Where, 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 are, you, where are you going tonight? Well, I'm going for a spot of pony riding, and then I'm going to karate class, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to Pilates. I don't oh, call it Pilates. I don't call it Pilates. It's Pilates, but because it's Pilates. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's karate. Anyway, I don't call it karate. <laughs> it's karate. 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 Karate kid. Anyway, it's not. Right. Anyway, never mind that. Um, he was also in National Lampoon's European Vacation and Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. Yes, which I know you like. Yeah. Ned Beatty, Dean, the Dean of the college. Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, God, the amount of times I kept saying that. Oh, well, it's so funny, though. That's why. Keep going. It's, it's not that funny. It, it It is. It is. It's funny after a couple of occasions, but then it, it's not funny anymore. Okay. It's a well. bit like the film, really. Dear. Um, so Ned Beatty, do you recognize him? No. <sighs> oh, do you know what? I'm gonna have to make an apology already. Joe from Nerd Alert, who has been on this podcast quite a few times. Um, I apologize that she doesn't know who Lex Luthor psychic Otis was in Superman one and two. Oh, that was oh, him. Look at this light bulb. No, Joe. sorry, I thought you, I was getting mixed up with the professor again. The dean, as the in dean. the dean, the, the guy that's the, guy the dean of the college, yeah. Who um, 
to, to be in all fairness it is a very the, very large took the money to build the business school that's right yes right okay yeah yeah i did recognize him okay. but i didn't know where from well he's otis in he um, reminds Super me of Rover. a teddy bear but back i'm in sure picture i'm sure he i'm sure he'd love that i'm sure he's fine uh he's also in 1941 he was he was also in mash tv series hey it's a it's a it's a broad church uh two more to go robert picardo is right at the start he's the guy that his wife is cheating on now if i showed you a a, a, a photo of robert picardo playing the, guy the, the wife is cheating on the guy the wife is cheating with right yeah in in the pantry yeah he's hardly in it well he still gets credit and it's interesting because he was the emergency medical hologram in voyager so basically the doctor in star trek voyager things like that you know that no no no. but the crossover here is there was a crossover episode where him and terry farrell were both in one episode together because it was a crossover crossover episode oh that's nice so yeah i thought that was all right anyway um you wouldn't recognize him now compared to then and lastly, I would say a cameo at this point. Um, Word up. Edie McClurg. Who? Who played his secretary that was taking the notes. Oh, Ferris's um, oh. teacher secretary. There we go. The, Excellent. The, the one with all the pens in her hair. That's right. Grace. 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 Yes. All right, she, okay. she played the same character, though, didn't she? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, she she does really. I mean, she she also plays Robert da- Rodney Dangerfield's um, wife in in Natural Born Killers. Um, the both of them play really seedy characters, hmm. and also Robert Downey Jr. is in Natural Born Killers as well. Oh wow! It's a bit of a yeah, bit of a reunion, a back to school reunion. It is, isn't it? Yeah, not bad at all. Anyway, there you go. Roll call. I've tried to make it as short as I can. There you go. <laughs> There was a there was a lot of people in that. Anyway, back to the back back to the back to back to school. Um. So let's the the premise of this. Let's just talk about the premise before you start venting at how bad it was. Right. The premise is, um, it's 1940. Uh, it's uh, Maloney's Tailor Shop in New York City. Uh, boy brings a grade card back. Uh, to his dad and his dad's like not you know not very happy the grades aren't good and he's going no dad when when i you know I'll, I, when you retire i'll take over the business and he goes no if you you don't got if you don't got an education <laughs> you, you have nothing and don't don't forget you're a maloney then it cuts to the montage where you see robert uh, rodney dangerfield uh expanding the business taking it in a new place um, he's got a new store, tall, uh, tall and fat, and it starts with an advert. So yeah, but he changes his name. Changes to <laughs> Melon, yeah. Thornton you, Melon. Yeah, you never find out why he's not a Maloney anymore. Mm. He's a Melon, because it sounds better. The, the many times that it's said in the film, don't forget, you're a Melon. That's it's it's, it's part of the gags, you know. Oh, <laughs> um. So yeah. So what happens is. He's he's living a life. Um, his his best friend seems to be Bert Young, who's the chauffeur, bodyguard, everything else. Um, pretty much, his wife is despises him. I mean, she's just 
not got a nice thing to say to him. Well, that chalk and cheese. Oh, She's all about high society and like, um, I was going to say something rude then. Um, uh, engaging with um, liaisons with a lot of men. Yeah. Um, uh, and then a lot, a lot of men, yeah. A lot of men. And then castigating um, Mr. Mellon for his demeanour and his manner and what he does and his his likes where she's like like all hors d'oeuvres and blooming canapes and champagne and yeah but i think he's a beer and sarni beer and sandwich man yeah i mean before he gets to the before he gets to you get all the board you get the advert where you know he's his advert for tall and fat stores his final one is if you want to look thin you hang out with fat people. I know, it's just awful, isn't it? Well, it's product of the time, okay? Then it cuts to the board meeting. Then it cuts to him obviously setting him up as a business, a brilliant business brain, uh, saying what he needs what he needs to be done. His son rings and basically says, everybody out, because m- my son is the most important. And this is something we're going to return to, okay? Because I think there's an underlying bit to this whole film. But... So the sun's going, oh, everything's going great. I'm at, I'm at college, I'm at the dive team, everything else, brilliant. And he goes, well, you know, you're going to come home and, you know, see me and your mother. He's going, well, she's not my mother, she's your wife. So clearly there's obviously some tension there. Mm. There's great tension everywhere. But he's lying. He's not on the swim team. You see um, Billy Zabka, who is on the swim team, bit of a bully guy, turn around and say, you know, we can get another towel, boy, so you better do, you know. So it turns out it's a towel boy. He's not actually on the diving team. And this is a big thing because mm. his dad was in the diving team. His dad not no, in he college, wasn't in a team. But he was had he was famous. He used to dive for he used to dive for off the pier. Yeah, off the pier. A bit like your dad diving for pennies off uh off uh, Warwick Bridge. Warwick Bridge, yeah, by the view of the castle. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um it's beautiful. But anyway, it cuts to the party. Um, you know. He's, he's, you know, he goes up and says, I oh, can I have a beer. Oh, there's no cervezas, sir. It's just, uh, um, what is it? Something on champagne. <laughs> champagne. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I want a beer. I'll just go in and get a beer. Um, go in, makes himself a, a, a sort of, makes himself a sandwich. Everyone watches him, though. It's really yeah, weird. It's like, oh, God, what's he doing? Oh, I've never seen this done before. It's like, He's making a bloody sandwich. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so you've got all this situation whereby he's making making the sandwich. He gets himself a beer. While he's getting the stuff out to make the sandwich, he hears his wife, hears some groaning from the pantry, goes in there. She's, she's She's basically saying, oh, you know, you've never treated me well. You know, she's justifying the fact that she's, She's having an affair or doing all this stuff, um, and yeah, it's it was um, it was a scene, and she's going right, you know, that's it. I want a divorce. You know, there's this whole whole thing about it. In fact, she doesn't say the divorce. He then goes back into the party and then goes <laughs> one of the best gags in the film, where they where they're looking at the painting, and they went, oh, oh hang on, they say, on. oh, your wife's just been showing us her Klimt. <laughs> That was quite That's funny. a guffaw, thank you. That's a guffaw. <laughs> that's a chuckle. That's another. That's not a chuckle. That's a guffaw. <coughs> so he even caused you to cough. Crikey. 
That's a great line, though. That's that's a real good. Your setup. wife's just been showing us her Klimt, and he hadn't realised it was the painting. Yeah, yeah. and he <laughs> thought it was the nickname for her lady parts. Yes. Well, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, just anyway, he makes his sandwich. He takes the sandwich back outside. His wife introduces him to to a couple of the friends. Um, <laughs> Does he talk about her green dress? Her dress. If that if dress had pockets, pockets, it'd be a pool table. <laughs> a pool table. <laughs> so yeah, um, she says it's going to cost you. He goes, she goes, Thornton, I can't believe you acted like that tonight. That's it. I want a divorce. And he goes, uh, okay, yeah, that's fine. He'd already had the papers, and she goes, yeah. oh no, it's not going to be as easy as that. This is going to cost you plenty. And he goes, oh right, okay. Well, I wonder what the judge will think. Here's you and Giorgio in their thing. Here's oh, you and Giorgio in the bath. Photos, Wait a minute. Here's you. There's you. There's Giorgio. What's with the midget? <laughs> so so you've, you've got this, basically. So she's out the picture. You never see her again. He then goes, Bert, Bert Young's sat outside. Um, and basically, you know, he, you see him do a dive into his own pool. Mm. You can see he's still got it. Him. Obviously not him. But basically, they decide to go and visit um, their son in in uh college so off they pack pack in the limo off they go nice big 80s tune to go to it you know nice big 80s tune behind them um and yeah so they get there uh he walks into the wrong he walks into the girls uh, uh fraternity and i can see you i could hear you i didn't even need to turn and look but i could see you wincing at the bit where he walks in and he doesn't realize it's a girl fraternity walks into the shower opens the shower it's just oh sorry sorry no no no, it's all right i didn't i didn't see anything shuts it and then opens it again and says by the way you're perfect Jesus, i know and you're like thinking well all right okay i'll give you that one and you know but it's a product of the time it's 1980 you know it's 1986 anyway he finds out that his son's not on the diving team uh he's waits for him in his dormitory room. Robert Downey Jr. is his son's uh, roommate. Um, now, I think we need to talk about Robert Downey Jr. Because I I liked his I liked him in this. It's all right, but I'm not sure exactly what he's adding to the film. Well, he's the militant roommate. He's the, he's the roommate that's basically going, um, you know, just... Uh, uh, re- rebelling against the machine, you know that's what he, that's what he's there to do. All the time, it's very much this. You know, that's pretty much what he does. I think he's no, really I think good in it. I, I don't know. Okay, I, I just think he didn't really add anything to the film. Sorry. Okay. Um, I, I and his father's disappointed when he's when he sees him and says, "You're not in a fraternity. You're not in the diving team," but it, he's really supportive of him. Well, he wants to um, drop out, doesn't he? Yeah. So the, his well, father the son, says you can't drop out. That's right. You've got to get an education, and he comes out with that line again about having an education. Yeah, and you can and do anything said, you want because. Yeah, and and then and then I and and then he he basically says, "Well, why don't I join? I'll join. I've never had an education. That's it. I'm going back. I'm to available. School. I can do it now. Let's right. I'm joining college. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah." And then he goes through that application process where they're like, yes, um, you're 43 
more years senior than everybody else here um and you've got no um uh sats or equivalent to a levels i suppose yeah Uh, so you've got no qualifications to actually get you in why should we give you a place here next scene cuts to and it's like thornton mellon school of business yes yeah so he's bung up he's given him a big old bung hasn't he yeah to build the start the foundations of the business school yeah and it's called after him isn't it it's the it's the thornton mellon school of business mellon school of business there you go and it was good um paxton whitehead who plays the uptight english uh the business uh professor um you see him for the first time he's got he's uh dating uh sally callerman's character uh so he's dating her um it's a funny gag about him digging and putting putting it over him in the car. You laughed at that bit. I remember you laughing at that bit. But he comes up to him. He goes, Dean Martin, I strongly object to to this. I uh, really don't. And he goes, Philip, I don't think you understand the 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 amount. It was a rather large check. And I just I just I love Ned Beatty because I love the way he delivers lines like that. And in this, he just hams it up perfectly. I I, I loved it. It's really good. So, Robert, uh, I keep calling him Rodney. I keep calling him Robert Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> I've got Robert Downey Jr. on the brain. Um, now, Robert Downey Jr. is the dean. No, that would never have worked. Um, so, they have to sign up for classes, um, and it's all packed. So, they come up with a line of uh, Bert Young, his bodyguard, writes on a piece of card, gets, gets out, holds it up by, by the limo with Bruce Springsteen, and everyone gets word, everyone clears. They can sign up for whatever they want. Uh, he signs up for uh, the business class. He signs up for history. Um, he goes to the business class and they go, right, we're going to start a, I mean, this guy hates Rodney Dangerfield to start with. You know, he's just put dirt on him in the car. He doesn't belong here. He's too old. All of the things that he said. But basically he's said, you know, he goes to, to business class. Right, we're going to set up a fictitious company. What are you going to make? Well, I don't know, televisions. Well, you can't kill us. The Japanese will kill us on, on, on margins. Right, okay, widgets. Right, okay. Well, okay. So these are the production costs. And Roddy Dangerfield's though, yo, you've got, to, uh, you've got to grease the wheels. So you've got to like have some money for the zoning problems that will come up. And you've also got the Teamsters and you've got all this sort of thing. And everyone's writing down what Rodney Dangerfield's saying. Yeah. And nobody's and he, taking... he said, you don't want to build... You want to rent? You want a lease? You want a lease? lease yeah. Lease the factory. You've got no overheads. Because he's got a good business brain on him. And yeah. He, and yeah. So he's basically saying all these things. So it puts him out. So he apologizes. And he said, I, Mafia bribes are not part of this class. Anyway, we need to think about where to locate it. And Rod, Rodney Dangerfield says, How about Fantasyland? And, and that was it. Next thing is, he goes to the history class with Sam Kinison. Yes. <laughs> Now, what did you think of that scene? It, it, it didn't. It, did, it didn't date well, did it? So here's the thing: Rodney Dangerfield discovered Sam Kinison, um, and then invited him to be part of this film. Now he's only in it five, well, four or five minutes, if that. But him appearing in Back to School, I asked Joe this. And I asked our colleagues in Nerd Alert over the thing. He goes, no, that was the film that made him. Because people were coming out of the film and going, 
What about that history teacher? I mean, the history teacher was just brilliant. And thus Sam Kinison's career was was launched. And that was it. Um, so yeah. So I always thought that was good. I love this, I love the scene. Um, in trivia time, we got a piece of trivia about that scene, which I thought was pretty good. Um, but then he then goes to uh Sally Kellerman's class and she's doing poetry and she's doing um all of this and she walks in i love her entrance into this she walks in she goes onto the stage and she just starts reading from uh ulysses and he's he's lost in this beautiful poetry and he cuts to him thinking he's he's on a field with her and he's having a picnic and all this sort of stuff and he's kissing her and all this sort of thing and she's and she goes yes yes the end of the poem and he stands up and goes yes because <laughs> because he's kind of like lost in it um, but he's obviously he's really besotted with her. Um, asks her out <laughs> afterwards, which is to direct into the point, which is a bit weird. Um, one of my favourite lines in it. Um, sorry, I can't can't see tomorrow. I've got class. What about tomorrow? What about the day after? I'm sorry, I've got class then. Well, why don't you call me when you have no class? I think it's just a genius line. I just think it's a great line. It's a really good line. But anyway, it's not. Philip. It's not, Philip, who's going out with her, says, "Oh, I think it's my time for a merger." He he puts he puts his relationship oh, stuff in business talk. Merger and... Acquisitions and mergers. You're like, <laughs> what is what's going on? So yeah, um, yeah. Basically, that was. Uh... She basically says, "No, I want to be free. I don't yeah. want to be tied down. I just want to have fun." Mm, yeah, absolutely. So. It's then it then it cuts to so obviously we've got this Valerie Desmond character. So we've got Terry Farrell, the object of of uh you know Keith Gordon's character's desire that he desperately wants to be with her. So you've got this like library scene and he's been batting his eyelids and trying to get it with her and finally she talks to him and you know this is this is what they you know oh this is the the, the be all and end all of his world. So he goes, Well, why don't we go for a drink? Well, Rodney Dangerfield's having a drink because he's in the on-campus bar where Oingo Boingo are playing. So for those people playing at home that, that like, forgotten 80s movies, Oingo Boingo did the soundtrack for Weird Science, did the theme tune for Weird Science. Um, they're in lots of different films in, in the 80s, but they their front man is Danny Elfman, who is one of the foremost composers of the 80s, composed Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Beetlejuice, um, loads of things. Basically, if Tim Burton's done it, he brings Danny Elfman in to do the music. So the two are synonymous and it's brilliant, but you wouldn't know that by the song that they were singing in the bar. But um, I find it odd because Rodney Dangerfield chats up these two teenagers and invites them back to the table to drink beer with them. Um, No, teenagers. Okay. Maybe they are 21, but just 21. Brings them back to the table. Well, well, they're at college. About 18, 19. They're at college and they're a bar and you can't drink until you're 21. So they must be 21. Um, I don't know. That's maybe a jump of logic that I really shouldn't have done. But, I don't know. Um, but they're sitting down and he's like, you, you know. He brings one one jug, one picture over, doesn't he, for him yeah. and like his driver. Yeah. And then invites them over, but there's no glasses and there's only one jug of beer. Yeah. And I said to you at the time, I said, that, that's not going to last long. That's not going to last long. Yeah. <laughs> one round. 
<laughs> well, the thing is, from the time it takes the the cut through the library, where his son goes, oh well, let's go, let's you know, take take um, Valerie Desmond to the bar. He seems drunk enough to to be singing, to taking his shirt off and or taking mm. his shirt off, and he's singing "Twist and Shout" mm. very creepily, I may add. Mm. Yeah, because there's girls dancing around him and stuff, and and everything else. Anyway, Robert Downey Jr. has announced that he's going to disrupt the sports, the football thing, the football game that's going on. The people in the football game come in and they're all covered in green paint. They go up to Billy Zabka, who's obviously there, and basically say, um, oh, Derek Lutz, i.e. Robert Downey Jr., he's in here. So they go up to him and go, right, okay, this is it. Call your parents, you're never coming home. And Roddy Dangerfield comes in and goes, hey, 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 what's going on here? Well, you know, all this sort of thing. He goes, what, do you want a piece of this? He goes, are, are you going to fight? He goes, no, no, no. He says, I just get angry. But I, but he said, no, he says, when I get upset, he gets angry. And it cuts to Bert Young squashing the uh, the, the, the can. Um, and then, then comes an unusually brutal fight. Do you not think? The fight in the bar. Yeah, it's completely unnecessary. Well, and everybody's fighting each other, and you're like, yeah, "How's well, that happened?" Yeah, it's just literally like that, and you just—that's not normal. That's like a scene out of Blooming Roadhouse. <laughs> oh yeah, Roadhouse. Let us not forget Roadhouse. Yeah, but maybe well, unlike Patrick Swayze, I don't think Bert Young's got a lot of stitches and and <laughs> patches and everything else on him. So I think Bert Young versus Patrick Swayze. I reckon Bert Young would have him any day. Oh, Boom. yeah. It's shorter. Yep. <laughs> he'd, have, he'd have the advantage, definitely. Mm. So what, that's one of the lines when he brings a pitcher of beer. Yeah, could you bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes until somebody passes out <laughs> and then bring one every ten minutes? Ten minutes, yeah. <laughs> Another chuckle. Thank you. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, it's a bar fight. So he goes to Sally Callerman and says, can you be my tutor? Because I really need to buckle down. I need to do something this. Um, it's clear that she's so disappointed with Philip, the uptight English professor, business professor, that she desperately wants, she loves this excitement that Roddy Dangerfield brings. She loves it because every time he's talking to her, she's all pairing and stuff like this. She desperately, she wants him to, to, to make a move. And you think, well, that's a bit weird because the boyfriend is your nemesis, but that's a bit odd. So, what do they do? they basically go for a basically go to a bar this is the next day and they get hammered they both get drunk right mm-hmm. um because they're going out for a meal um and this is the weirdest scene i think in any 80s film because i just didn't get it and i obviously didn't remember it so philip drives his little um old english car you know the 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 it looks a bit like chitty chitty bang bang yeah it looks a bit yeah a little bit like that it's like that kind of thing with no he's, roof on it yeah he's waiting for her at the at her house mm, outside so, uh, polishing outside. his bonnet polishing. not a euphemism not a euphemism no but you're waiting he's waiting for her to get back so they can go out and have dinner but it's obviously that they've been out for quite a long time when Rodney dangerfield and sally cannon mm. come back driven by the way by Bert Young they weren't driving oh no 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 he's not driving Rodney Dangerfield's driving 
Well, that's, that, yeah, Bert Young isn't driving them. He isn't he because Roddy Dangerfield gets out the the front seat, and I'm like, okay, I know there's a. Oh, yeah, he's li- been driving drunk, yeah, because then he goes into the house and. Well, but he he says to Philip, yeah, nice polishing. What do you charge for big cars? Um, and I think that was good. And I'm like, so she's going, oh, Philip. Yeah, and he goes, oh, we were supposed to go out for, supposed to go out for, for dinner. Oh, no, Philip, I'm going inside now. Basically, I'm going inside to, to shag Rodney Dangerfield. And she leaves What's him it? outside. Dance. What? Yeah, well, <laughs> but I'm like thinking, wait a minute. Regardless of what you think of this character, he deserves a little bit more respect than this. Mm. Because they've basically just gone right in front of his face well, it's so you're his girlfriend, so either be with him or split up, you know, yeah, just one or the other, that, right? Okay, it? fine. You, you and I just really thought that. that was so out of especially is the scene after that, she's going back out with him, and I'm like, Yeah, I don't, I don't quite know what's going on here. Anyway, he has to step up. Um, so, uh, his son, his son famously says in, in their in their room. You do realise you've got a test. You've got you've got to study for the paper on Kurt Vonnegut. Um, <laughs> and he goes, and then the door goes, and he opens it up. He goes, "Yeah, I'm looking for Thornton Mellon. I'm Kurt Vonnegut." So he's hired the writer to actually come and tutor him. And I just thought, I love that. So spending out thing. Um, he goes to a, he goes to a, for a scientist thing. He goes to look after three monkeys. I don't know how that happened. I oh. don't know where that fits in into the whole thing. <laughs> well, it's mental. I don't know if the science science whether he has to pass something in science, but he basically, these three monkeys are looking at one, two, three, and looking at the symbols. He leaves, the, the, the scientist leaves the room and says, I'll come back in three hours. He comes back, they've got the wrestling on, and they've got pizza and beer. And these monkeys are just kicking back with pizza and beer. And I'm like, okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah, it, it doesn't, it does, it has no reason to be in the film. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so, They've they they form a, a party to let off steam, a bit like they're doing real genius. Um and Chet's party, so Chet, the guy, Billy Zabka, that nobody's at their party. They end up going to this party. Uh Billy Zabka's playing mind games with um uh, the son and basically saying you only got on the dive team because your dad paid for you to get on, mm-hmm. causes him to go off the rails. Um, you know. It's pretty bad. But that's not true at all. His dad didn't pay. No, his dad didn't pay at all. No. Um, unfortunately, even though at this point, Rodney Dangerfield could be forgiven for thinking he's invited Sally Kellerman to the party, but yet, and after what they did, there might be a chance that they could get together. But he completely abandons that because he's in a hot tub with his snorkel on and they're the pouring champagne. He goes, well, as, he, as he would have heard in the trailer, just say when. Oh, after this drink, baby. Right. And then he's got a snorkel on and he and she walks into there and goes, I'm looking for Thornton Mellon. He comes up with this thing and goes, Oh, that's what I call marine biology. That's grubby. <laughs> Sorry, that's just really totally inappropriate. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm glad I watched this stuff in the eighties. Sometimes I'm glad I'm I'm a child of the eighties that grew up and watched this because yeah, I'll I'll be honest with you. Some things in this have not aged well and would not no. stand up at all. But sometimes you just got to go. 
that's a good line. I'm not being funny. So, yeah, I did like the marine biology line. Oh, there was another line in there um, when they were buying all the books at the beginning. And, uh, oh, yeah, he's buying the and books. And he goes, oh, Shakespeare's on me uh, yeah, Shakespeare's to, on to me. everybody in the shop. Yeah. And um, and then he, he continues walking up to the lady on the tittle. He goes, hmm, I'd like to tame your shrew. And it's like, oh, no, that's just... <laughs> What's sticking. wrong with that? Uh, What's wrong with that? Uh, it doesn't hold up to today's, the prism of today, I'll give you. Oh, God, but, that's grubby. But just think, well, uh, but, you know, there's bits in all 80s films that are a bit, oh, a bit sus. But anyway. Nice. The thing is, what I like, and this is at the point where <laughs> Keith Gordon runs off into the night, his dad follows him and basically says, um, you know, even when they're arguing, there's still this good father and son bond. And I kind of like that in the film. That there was genuine, he genuinely loved his dad. He genuinely loved the fact that, you know, that he was looking out for him and he had his best interests at heart. He's the one with the problem. The son's the one with the problem because his son wants to drop out all the time. His son doesn't apply himself. How does he get on the diving team in the first place? It's because he does a dive and you know, Rodney Dangerfield goes to the diving coach and basically says, oh, yeah, I used to dive. And the diving coach goes, where? And he goes, oh, in the pier. Oh, God, I was always at that pier. I saw this one guy do a, do a dive called the Triple Lundy. Triple Lindy. And he goes, yeah, yeah, Rodney Dangerfield. Yep, that was me. He's like, wow. Anyway, Keith Gordon dives and gets into the diving team that way. Mm. He doesn't try and go, I think he should be in the diving team. No. He doesn't even pay to get him in. And I just think, I do like, I do genuinely like the relationship between the two of them. Because even when they're arguing, there's still that respect there. I guess you didn't didn't see it. It's not going to turn into a sort of standby me moment where we <laughs> where we start dissecting relationships. But I just thought it was really good. I just thought it was a really good thing. Anyway. He's accused of fraud because one of his papers uh, that, that, you know, they, they say you can't have written it. One of his um, papers? What, well, he gets the whole team in to, well, to basically whole write to all write his it. essays. Yeah. He gets Grace to go and do his... He uh, runs it like to, a business. To do, to do the shorthand in, in something he doesn't want to go to. And then, and then he's saying, oh, I'll have a, I'll have a B... I'll have a B grade in that one and I'll have yeah, a, a, a B like This feels like a B. It needs more stuff in it, so do it again and make it an A. He's accused of fraud. Dean Martin goes, no, I, that's fine. I, if he says, did you do fraud? And Roddy Dangerfield goes, no. He goes, well, that's good enough for me. Um, uh, Philip finds a way to say, well, he needs to go through a board. He needs to go through a series of an oral exam where mm -hmm. he has to do it. So cut to another little montage of him having to actually study um and do that meanwhile Bert Young is having a pet talk with his son and basically going your dad's always looked out for you he never he didn't buy didn't you know there was didn't buy your way on the team, buy your way in the team yeah. all this sort of stuff um and yeah he passes he, even though he's dead on his feet when he gets into the thing because he's been up studying um he ends up passing um because he recites Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night by uh, Philip Larkin. Um, I think I'm probably wrong. Uh, no, Dylan Thomas. Um, so basically he's recited this and ends up reciting it. 
um, doesn't know if he passed, but he goes to see his son in the diving competition. You've got the great thing of Robert Downey Jr. going, I don't think anyone ever heckles a, a diver before. And he's got a klaxon in, so just as the diving, like that, and then gets his mirror out for the other yeah, one and never. lines him. Um, uh, Billy Zabka does a really, really poor um, dive. Uh, his dad, basically, and then because he's so, doing so poorly, he goes up the stairs and fakes an ankle injury. They shout out to the crowd, Melon, Thornton Melon, you're up. So he has to join the swim, the diving team. Sally Kellerman comes, tells him he's passed. He talks to his son and goes, I didn't buy my way onto the team. And the, and the film ends with him going up and doing the triple Lindy. Which is oh, they get the extra diving boards in, they don't get, they? they have to, yeah. He gets up to the top and goes, just like, we need to put extra diving boards in. I went, well, that's not a short job. You might as well come down and have a cup of tea. You know, you've got to put a few more boards in. It's not like, it's not like you just drag him out the back. Um, but anyway, he, it's just one where he dives and goes into one and goes into the other. And that's the end of the film. There we go. Do you know what? I think the trivia is going to be better than the film for you. <laughs> I, you know, because... So, in summary, what do you... Before we get to trivia time, is talking about it made it any uh, giving you any more points? No, no, right. No. Even though there was a guffaw in there, and there was not a guffaw. There was guffaw. Well, there was a chuckle. Please, all the people that are watching, please, by all means, just let, let me know. <laughs> um, so trivia time is good. Uh, so when Thornton's talking to Kurt Vonnegut over the phone. Um, <laughs> The last thing he says is hanging up is next time I'll call Robert Lundlum puts the phone down. Um, so Robert Lundlum, the famous spy novelist wrote loads of books, very famous. Um, he was his neighbor at the time. So he basically obviously said, well, I'll just drop you into the film. Um, uh, during the scene in the history class where um, Sam Kinison picks up the desk and rips it off and throws it on the room while yelling at him. Um, if you look closely, you see that Robert, uh, Rodney Dangerfield is laughing while he's yelling at him. The take had to be left in the movie uh, because he had such a hard time keeping a straight face that they said, right, fine. It doesn't show up that much in the film. But if you're looking for it, he's just laughing his head off. And so it's just one of those oh, things. Um, it was the sixth highest grossing film of 1986. Oh, no way. It was. And the second second highest grossing comedy of the year. Well, there can't have been that much out Crocodile Dundee. There was loads out in 1986. There's loads. It was second to Crocodile Dundee? Yeah, second to Crocodile Dundee. Oh, my God. This is where I feel I am in touch, especially our American listeners. Is this the power of the American market, then? No, because... Because it wasn't really that well-known in the UK, surely. Well, it got released straight to DVD. DVD. Straight to VHS and Betamax, probably, at that time. Um, well, it can't, can't have been box office ratings then. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. But in an interview with the AV Club, Billy Zabka revealed that he tried to make Chaz funnier and less of a bully. So he says, so I actually put on a funny walk and I had a scarf a bunch of times. <laughs> I, made it, I made him way more funny than he actually turned out in the film. They cut most of my funny. In fact, the director pulled me aside and said, can you just be more like the guy you were in The Karate Kid? You're coming off too likeable and funny. Um, which I thought was very odd. Are you all right there? You okay? Okay, I'll keep talking. You keep coughing, I'll keep talking. 
there's the deal. Um, due to Rodney Dangerfield's contractual obligations with the Miller Brewing Company, um, are you genuinely all right? I don't, do I need to come down or are you? Okay, right. Okay. Um, and his appearance in the Miller Light commercials, only Miller beer was allowed in certain scenes. So every time he gets one out, that's why you see Miller. Like his character, Rodney Dangerfield was an acrobatic high diver in his youth. He actually was a high diver, so it wasn't a leap of faith in order for him to play one. Um, uh, the room in which he takes his oral exam in the end. Do you recognise that room at all from any film? Flash dance room, is it? It's what? Flash dance room. It is indeed. Really? It's, it's, the, it's the room where she makes her audition in flash oh, dance. check me out. That. Do you know what? I think we're just going to wrap up season four. I don't think you could actually, <laughs> I don't think that could be beaten. Can I just say to all the wonderful listeners out there, all the people that have listened to us and are now watching us on video for the first time, can I just say it took three seasons, but we got there. You know, we got a piece of trivia. We got something <laughs> where Amanda had actually not just walked past the TV, watched the film, but taken it in. And subconsciously, she'd have gone, that's that's the brilliant, brilliant. I take my hat off to you. I really do. Thanks. I can hardly talk. I think I need to go and get my inhaler. Sorry. Okay. Do you want to just uh, just pitch it off? Okay. Well, I'll keep talking while you while you go for the moment. So, for the people that are left, oh, I'll tell you loads of stuff about Amanda. Right. Where Where should we start? I mean, blimey, there's, there's so much. Barely, I'll tell you another time. Um, the original, so back to school. Oh, I, I've got to save her for that one. It's, a, it's the most successful film in the US box office not to get a theatrical release, but I think we just said that anyway. Um, you've got Sally Kellerman admitted to Orange Coast magazine in November 1986. She said she didn't know, really know who Roddy Dangerfield was, having only seen him in Miller Lite commercials. Therefore, she wasn't just, therefore, she wasn't just flipped out of my mind at being the woman who lifts him up. And I thought, oh, whoopee, you're going to play his love interest. Um, but the two got along. The second day we met, he said, he said, did you change your hair? He said, and I said, no, did you? Um, I liked him so much. He's such an odd guy. Um, so yeah um what have we got and the the extracurricular edition is impressive starting with school days the making of back to school the 17 minute featurette features new interviews with the director the co-writer harold ramis i'm oh, sorry i forgot to say that of course the wonderful stripes harold ramis producer chuck russell kellerman gordon zabka and includes some on old onset footage it all adds up to an interesting look at the movie. So I would check that out. Um, I've read, I'd, when I was compiling this, I thought I hadn't seen that. I'm sure it's available on YouTube. Um, I'm sure it's one of those things that are there. Um, and then lastly, they, the, coming in just for the final one. I'm back. Yeah, so. So the final bit is Billy Zabka and Roddy Dangerfield first met early one morning in a Madison, Wisconsin hotel elevator. Dangerfield wore a blue robe with his hair sticking up. After Zabka introduced himself, he asked Dangerfield why he was in a robe. I've got to get in the sauna, Danger Dangerfield replied. I've got to get the pot out of my lungs. Oh, my God. 
He says, you're young, you can handle it, but me, hey, i got to get it out. Sally, Keller, Sally Kellerman got the impression that the star of the movie was a very serious guy on set, but she noted that it, it's, that soon disappeared because he wrote notes in his script every night sitting in his robe. There you go. And that's trivia time. I've got a feeling now. I've got a feeling. Right. But I've got a feeling that you're not going to enjoy season four that much because we've got other, uh, we've got other films. Please that don't I, make me watch any four movies like that. There are a couple like oh, that. No. Well, maybe I'll jig them around, but we, we there's, there's certain ones we've got to do because the, well, with the high time that we should have done them already. So, yeah. That wasn't me trumping, by the way. That was the chair. <laughs> well, you say that, but uh, oh, I, I mean, after what, after, well. after what I told all our lovely viewers while you were away, God, I told them everything about you. They're just so, so all, <laughs> no, all, all the secrets. I sort of hear everything. you over my coughing. I spilled, I spilled all the secrets. But anyway, there we go. Um, right. Well, I'm going to break them up because there are films like this. We've got films like Real Genius, Summer School. Um, but maybe one of them will hit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but Real Genius and Summer School. Real Genius is one of my all-time favourites. Better Off Dead. Val Kilmer in? Val Kilmer. Yeah, and we've also got Better Off Dead with John Cusack to come. But we've also got some more serious ones. We've also got Mosquito Coast. We've got Blue Thunder. Uh, I think we put Police Academy in there because we had a request from one of our listeners to put Police that's Academy in. We've got <laughs> listeners, and they, that's what they want to hear that's what they want to hear that's what we'll do which one though there's only what well i i have my favorite police academies but number one you've got to do number one one of my quiz questions was how many how many police academy films are in the 80s yeah out the seven how many are in the 80s it's six isn't it it is six the last one mission to moscow was 1991 a mission to Moscow is not very good. They're all, they're all not very good. They're not, they're, they're, no, they're all great, apart from mission to Moscow. They're all great in their own way. <laughs> anyway, um, you'll be you'll be going right. We're not enough of these films, but we've got to carry on because we've got to we've got to do them. You know, we're going to have a good time, sweetheart. Just take my hand, and I'll guide you through some of the some of these more murkier waters. There we go. Right. Wait a minute. There you go. Right. There you go, take my hand. Uh, right. Okay. Um, we will be fine. Honestly, we'll be fine. But on that note, there you go. We've we've done it. You're about to see our really funky outro stuff. Uh, outro video that we've got. The intro one was pretty good. But the outro one, when we got it designed, they nailed it first time. And I'm like, ah, oh, I love this. It's really good. So, so. Um, Anything oh, else to one say? thing I did notice. Did you, <gasps> I knew did you notice else. this? Sorry. The uh, the nickname for the team, yes, like the school teams, was yeah. Hooters. Right. And I, when I first saw the Hooters logo, it was on um, the. <coughs> Sorry, chesty. It was on the folder. Of the love interest of, of the son. So I've forgotten her name. Valerie Desmond. Yeah, it was on her folder. And I thought, Hooters? 
oh god we're going to end this was at the start of the film we're going to end it with her like getting her boobs out and working in some kind of cd restaurant thing but no, uh, i'll have you know there was a hooters in nottingham when i worked in nottingham there were only three in the country then there were only two there still is a hooters in nottingham i'll have you know that it's neither tawdry uh, nor down market, thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> really? No, absolutely. The best chicken wings I've ever had. Mm. Mm. Sure, they were, yeah. Um, you never went in. I took you to Nottingham and you never went in. No, I didn't went, go in. Oh, I'm not going to Hooters. I'm not going to Hooters. Why? It's got good no. food. Good food, good beer, and sport was on. Anyway, there you go. Right, and we end on Hooters. So is, there, is there actually a Hooters in the US? There's loads in the US. I think. Right, okay. So is that where it came from? Yeah, yeah. But it's nothing to do with the the, the thing in the film, is it? No, or the 90s band, which had a hit with Satellite. No, not them either. Eh? Oh, for all those people that like music? Actually, Satellite wasn't very good. wasn't a good track at all. Anyway, so you get to see us in person, go... And we will see you next time. You, you, we, I usually do the, you can find us here, Twitter and all this sort of thing. No, no, no. We built it all into the Yeah, but the we've bottom. still got listeners, babe. Still oh, we've still got listeners. listeners. You can find us at Instagram at Rusty J Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Rusty J Pod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook by typing in Rusty J Pod. And now you can find us on YouTube Yay! by typing in, typing in Rusty Junk and going to our channel. And if you are watching this, if you're listening to this and you don't want to watch the video um, because you thought we were going to have a massive fallout and a massive fight right at the start because, <laughs> because of that, uh, Rocky start, good, good, good middle, strong end. Come on to YouTube because I don't know what, I know what happens when I watch my favorite YouTubers. They all go, oh, make sure you subscribe and click the likes. Can you do that even if you're not <laughs> going to watch it? I don't know because I, I'd, love to, I'd love to know if this is going to grow. I'd love to know if this is any good. Because if, if if this doesn't work for a season and like, um, then yeah, we'll go back to audio. But let me tell you this, just before you go. So one of the things I've had to do is take our audio podcasts and put them onto YouTube. Mm-hmm. So currently at Commando at the start of season three, uh, but YouTube doesn't accept audio. It has to be a, a video file with the audio. So you end up putting a static image and just putting the audio that runs across, right? So they just listen mm-hmm. to it. Oh, don't tell me. We've got like a thousand hits already. No, we've got quite a few hits already with the ones that I put up. I I put all the way up to um, just before the Untouchables uh, or something, you know, choosing new jingles I got to. So the Leviathan and then choosing new jingles. Um, What was the film? So I did that about three months ago when I knew we were going to go to video. What's the film? Out of those short list at the start, what's the one that has 186 views? Prancer. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. We've got one subscriber on 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 just those those things that we put on there. We had one subscriber, and I went. Uh, it's we, not real. It's a bot. Well, I don't know. Well, real. if you are that one subscriber, and now you're going. What the jiggins? This is now. So we've now got people. listener number seventeen and subscriber number one. Then and and Dom, don't forget, and Joe from Nerd Alert. So yeah. Dom Dom's going to be coming on. He's going to be doing. We haven't decided yet. It's going to be quite exciting. 
but he's going to appear. You're going to see all these wonderful people that have been on our podcast. You're going to see them. And then you're probably already looking and going, why has he got such a red face? Um, I think because this lamp is... is, is it's a- not that bad, like actually, a, today, babes. It's like a, it looks like a sun lamp or something like this. Why has he got green web fingers? Because he has his green screen failed on him. Because he has green web fingers. You do the same. You do the same. Go on. Oh. Look at that. Look at that. That's how it should be. That's how I should be. But anyway, there we go. Right, with that, um, it's been great to do video. It's nice that it's different because I see you over the table, and I and I see you when I'm talking to you, and mm-hmm. and I think so. This is this is a, a nice experiment. We're going to see where it goes with season four, but I love this one. Let's not start like that again. Let's give just come over to my side. Give it a seven. Give it a six. No, Let's give it an average. It's, it's a firm four. It's a firm four. Well, at least it's a firm four, not a firm three. Anyway, uh, there we go. I'm going to say cheerio. And you're going to say... say, Toodle pip. That's the way. (laughs) 